Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Can you believe it? It's finally here. It's the most wonderful time of the year, unless you get stressed out about how to pay for it. Savewithconrad.com can help you make this the best Christmas ever. You won't make a house payment for the next two months. That's right. Skip your next two house payments and use all that cash for your extra holiday expenses. And come next year, you're going to have a lower monthly payment. Don't put Christmas on a credit card. Pay your credit card debt off at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Savewithconrad.com. December 28th will mark the 25th anniversary of Starcade 97, the culmination of a year-long build where Sting would finally step back in the ring to face Hollywood Hulk Hogan for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. The stage was set for a main event to become immortalized in wrestling history, and it did, but for all the wrong reasons. And for the first time in over 20 years on that 25th anniversary, Eric Bischoff and Nick Patrick will reunite to watch back and discuss what really happened that night at the MCI Center in Washington, D.C., hosted by Conrad Thompson, a topic that led to one of the most heated exchanges in the history of 83 weeks. And now you're going to act like it's ludicrous that we might think that that's what happened here when you managed to f*** up the single biggest moment in the history of wrestling, and now 20 years later you get on here and lie through your f***ing teeth and say it's because he wasn't tan. I'm not lying through my teeth. You finished over a tan? Is this real? Ad-Free Shows presents a premium watch-along event, The Fast Count, with Eric Bischoff and Nick Patrick. December 28th, 10 p.m. Eastern, immediately following AEW Dynamite. All $29 level members and higher are invited to join, and Top Guy members will be able to ask Eric and Nick questions about this controversial night in wrestling. No spray tan necessary. Sign up today and reserve your spot at adfreeshows.com. What happened, Win? WHW Monday! And now, let's go to the ring! And here's your co-host, Hey Hey, it's Conrad Thompson! <laughs> well, we hope everyone had a great Christmas holiday. And I guess, realistically, the holidays are not over. Yes, New Year's is right around the corner in a brand new year at 2023. Conrad and I, and everybody that works for WHW Monday, our Patreon channel, would like to thank everyone 
for being with us in 2022. It was another great year. We did so many great things and it's all because of you. Now that sounds trite, I know, and it sounds like the company line, but realistically, it is because of your support that we continue to do this and talk about wrestling and have a couple of guys get together and have a, a lot of fun. Here's what we're gonna do this week. We're gonna take you back and take a look at two of our bonus episodes. Now these are bonus episodes that you can normally only get if you subscribe to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash WHWMonday. We have two bonus episodes per month, two of them for our patrons only. So if you'd like to subscribe, go to the page and you can get two of these every month. We're going to take you back and take a look now at a couple of bonus episodes uh, that we did uh, earlier this year. We're going to go back to WrestleMania 28. Conrad and I will watch The Undertaker against Triple H. And we'll go back to the Survivor Series of 2003, where Conrad and I will take a look at Undertaker versus Mr. McMahon. Two great matches, two entertaining matches. We're going to watch it together. So if you'd like to watch along with us, again, WrestleMania 28, Undertaker against Triple H, and Survivor Series 2003, Undertaker against Mr. McMahon. Two great matches. Should be a lot of fun. And again, these are bonus podcasts that we give each and every month to our patrons on patreon.com WHW Monday. So enjoy it for the holidays and Conrad and I will be back again next week with more what happened when right now, enjoy the best of our bonuses on what happened when during this Christmas slash new year's week. Hey, Hey, it's Conrad Thompson and you're listening to what happened when with the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing great. It's good to be with you, and it's good to be uh, doing wrestling. Love doing these bonus podcasts. Especially love to do this one, and the reason uh, we love doing this one is because this is, um, well, this is one suggested by our good friend, Lindsay Lopez, out of yeah. Baltimore, who makes those great cupcakes for us. Oh, God. Recall. Love her so uh, much for that. Yeah. And uh, she's, uh, I saw her when we were in Baltimore recently. She made some cupcakes for me, Excalibur, Taz, Tony Khan, JR. Wow. Um, and um, making cupcakes for Taz. That's a saint right there. I was going to say the same thing, man. Mm-hmm. We don't deserve her. <laughs> no, no. Making cupcakes for Taz. That says it all. You're right. She, we don't deserve her, but, uh, we deserve this one because she wanted to go back to WrestleMania 28 and see the hell in the cell match. Uh, and this is, uh, again, gigantic venue, a lot of things going on. Really look forward to seeing this. And you've never, ever, ever seen this one, right? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, How about this? I haven't either. Oh, oh. I was not watching wrestling here. I had, uh, just been checking in here or there sporadically since June of, uh, 2011 pipe bomb promo had me start Mm. paying a little bit more attention, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't, uh, familiar really with what was going on. So I may have actually seen this 
at like a WrestleMania party at a friend's house or something, but I had no context of what was really going on. So I wasn't invested and it wasn't something where I'm just sitting down watching intently. I'm hanging out with a bunch of folks and talking about stuff. And this is just sort of going on in the background. So this will really be the first time that I watch it too. But when it came to the readers of the wrestling observer, they gave this show a 65% thumbs up. Okay. The main event was rock and Cena and it got 55 votes for the best match of the night. Punk and Jericho got 87 votes, but what Mm. we're about to watch undertaker and triple H, it got 463 votes for match of the night. Wow. Okay. So this is a pretty universally loved match. I've heard it referred to as being the end of an era match. Okay. Uh, Believe it or not. It actually came up fifth on the show. So that's not Mm. common for them. Right. Usually undertaker and triple H, well, they're going to go near the end, but Mm -hmm. match five here, 30 minutes. Meltzer loved it. Uh, and he would specifically go on to say, But this was a fantastic story and will be at least among the best matches of the year, even if it wasn't the best of the weekend, four and three quarter stars. Wow. A near perfect rating for a WWE match by Dave Meltzer, which really just does not happen. Um, Does not compute in our brains. No. So. Without further ado, boys and girls, watch along with us, won't you? Hey, fellas, this episode of What Happened When is brought to you by our favorite product of ball trimmers, Manscaped, the global leader in below-the-waist grooming, leaving 2022 with brand-new products, Persevere Cologne and Persevere Body Wash. 2023 is the year to up your hygiene game and smell amazing. And Manscaped wants to help you do it with this special offer. Use the code WHW for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Take the leap into the new year and join the 7 million men who already trust Manscaped. I guess that would be 7 million in one because I've been using Manscaped for a number of years now. Here's what I use for Manscaped. It is a regular part of my day. I use, when I get out of the shower, the Crop Preserver. It is a ball deodorant and ball moisturizer. Then on days I don't take a shower, which are very few, I use the crop mop, little wipe, individually wrapped wipe that's in a foil wrapper. You open it up and you just wipe yourself off right between the legs. If you want to go up towards the butt, you certainly can. Keeps you smelling and fresh every day. And then on top of that, a little spray of the crop reviver that keeps you going strong. I use these products each and every day. But if you are the guy with the fuzzy balls, well, 2023 is on its way. And the last thing you want is to be the guy with those pubes getting in your way of making it your best year yet. The Manscaped 4.0 is the leader of the Performance Package 4.0, or as we like to call it, the perfect package for our package. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Talk about being clean, feeling, and smelling good. The new Persevere Body Wash from Manscaped is the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine. But shower. This body wash has a light wood sea scent and is infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WHW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code WHW. Happy New Year to your balls. 
Go to mm-hmm. season 28, episode one. It's WrestleMania 28. Season 28, episode one of WrestleMania. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm at 5513. And when you get there to 5513, if you'll give us a little bit of a countdown, we're going to start with a Shawn Michaels interview because he's the special guest referee. We'll see the full introductions and the match. This should be a blast. Here we go. 5513. Uh, and thanks. Uh, to Lindsay of Baltimore once again in three, two, one, play. Ladies and gentlemen, Shawn Michaels. We are now just moments away. As the guest referee inside Hell in a Cell, you must be filled with conflicted emotions. Shawn, your thoughts? This match is the end of an era. Something's coming to an end. It's either the end of the streak, which means the end of The Undertaker, or it's the end of the game, which means he couldn't do what I couldn't do. Facing The Undertaker ended my career. Isn't it ironic that I hold the power palm of my hand to end an era. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, since August of 1987, Sun Life Stadium has hosted some extraordinary events. Okay, nobody cares about this. We'll pull it down. What do you think about the old dapper yapper, Justin Roberts? He's the man, buddy. I, I didn't know Justin. Uh, first time I met Justin was the, uh, the first double or nothing that you and I went to. Yep. Well, I went to, you, you I'm, lied to us and said there. that you were, no, you were in the backstage area. You, you gimmicked us and we all thought you'd come out and sit with us, but you didn't like a big shot. It's the first time I met him. I thought, wow, this, this kid is really, really good at what he do- does. And now that I'm working with him, he is so, um, professional what he does he really really is he really puts a lot of effort into prep backstage uh, into his look he looks great I, I love the tie here uh and uh you know you just can't beat the scene of a sea of fans at wrestlemania can you no there's i mean there's nothing like that visual i'm not talking about the wide shot i'm talking about the medium shot where they're all kind of waving and you see the different uh the countries, the flags, and everything. You just, you can't. Whoa, buddy. Jim Ross, who has not been a regular part of WWE programming. This is during one of his uh, fake retirements where Vince wanted him to uh, be replaced on air. Uh-huh. And fans are so excited to see him back. And I guess if I was the undertaker or triple H I'd probably want Jim Ross to call my WrestleMania match as well, but boy, does this not add a layer to the specialness of this? Yes. Jim Ross getting his own ring introduction and coming out to join Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler. It, it, it does feel special, but to me it feels awkward because Jim Ross should to me, Jim Ross should have been there the entire time. Let's listen to what he says here when he puts the headsets on. The end of an era. 
and it will be contested inside Hell in a Think about that. The, the, the play-by-play announcer gets mm-hmm. his own ring introduction. Now the referee yeah. gets his own ring introduction. This feels big. Does it not? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> it looks big. Look, look at the entrance way. The, the scale and scope and size of a WWE WrestleMania has no equal. Yeah. The entrance way itself is bigger than some venues for independent wrestling. Yes. That's. That says a lot right there. I love how Sean's milking it, isn't he? Yeah, it's man. Just, he can't help it. This no, is what stars right. do. This is what the fans want. That's it's exactly. If he exactly just walked right. down and jumped in the ring and waved, fans wouldn't be as excited. But him doing all this nonsense shows mm-hmm. that he's excited, so they're excited too. Yeah. And by the way, he's sort of at this point unofficially retired. Uh-huh. Wow. What a crowd. Okay. So this was sun life stadium. Okay. Here we go. You want to track that? Yeah. Well, I mean, these three superstars over the years and straight to have you out here. Well, i tell you what, I, this is, without question, the biggest honor, the biggest privilege that I've ever had as a broadcaster to be able to sit here and document this matchup between The Undertaker and Triple H, two men that are surefire Hall of Famers. It is the end of an era, and we are all going to be part of it. A little salute from the Heartbreak Kid to Jim Ross here at ringside as Shawn Michaels uh, gets set to officiate a matchup that could change the landscape of the WWE for good. I do not envy the position that Shawn Michaels is in here tonight. But what about the power Shawn Michaels possesses tonight? Well, let's speculate, guys, about what he might do. What do you think he's going to do, King? Shawn Michaels, will he call this down the middle? Well, you know, I, I, if you had asked me that uh, a month ago, I would have said, yeah, but Sean has said a few things uh, over the past uh, few days that make him a doubt. Although I don't think he'll ever turn his back on his best friend, this man, Triple H. Time to play the game. How freaking big does this feel? Oh, what an entrance, man. I mean, it just feels huge. Yeah. This entrance is kind of like game of Thrones before game of Thrones. Yeah. Let me ask you this. There's a, they do these WrestleManias in big stadiums now. Yeah. Has there ever been a torrential downpour? Yeah. Two years ago, uh, during the pandemic, WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. WrestleMania 2021, you know, the first one was in a a soundstage or the, uh, the the PC, Mm -hmm. but last year's when they did socially distance fans uh, in Tampa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It started, it started pissing right in the middle of the deal. Wow. The ring is covered. Obviously you can see it here, but they had like a, a plastic sheath over the top. 
uh-huh. but it got so heavy with water that it was sagging down and people were nervous. It's going to burst at any moment. And it's going to look like you can't do that on television. And they just doused the ring with all this water. Uh, wow. I just want to add some context. Cause I know you weren't watching. Okay. Sure. WrestleMania 24 was Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. Ric Flair's career was on the line. Sean beat him. And that was the oh. end of Ric Flair and the WWE as a in-ring performer. That was 24. I'm sorry. I love you. Right. You got uh, it. Yeah. 25 happens and it's undertaker and Shawn Michaels in Texas. And they put on a match that Bobby Heenan said is the best match in the history of professional wrestling. You and I have watched it and I would agree. It's as good a match as I've ever seen. 26. They said, let's run it back. They did. Sean versus undertaker career versus streak. Sean lost undertaker moves on WrestleMania 27. What closed the show was undertaker and triple H. Mm-hmm. Now here we are at 28 and it's undertaker and triple H again with Sean as the referee and Jr on the call. And it's the end of an era match. And you know, since we had a big time match with these two guys before, what do we do to make it special this time? We put them inside hell in a cell. What, um, why end of an era? Why did they use that term? And what, what led up to this being the end of an era? Well, because the thinking was you'll never see these three guys ever again. Gotcha. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, triple H mm-hmm. this collection of guys won't ever happen again. Right. Or that was the plan. Now, of course we know that. They all just wrestled a few years ago over in Saudi Arabia, Yeah, but WWE once called rock and Cena at WrestleMania 28 once mm-hmm. in a lifetime. Yeah. It was so once in a lifetime, they did it again at WrestleMania 29. Right. I, I get that. I just, it's kind of like uh kiss yeah. and Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley saying, uh, I went to their, re- I went to their farewell tour back in 96. And they still, they were still, uh, I don't even know if they're, they're still touring, but they, as of last year, they were touring. So I get it. It's all about talking about it and giving it labels and, and everything. I, I, I just, I know what it takes for us to put on a pay-per-view like double or nothing, or like going to, um, going to the, uh, the Arthur Ashe center and putting on a big event. I just. Just imagine the manpower it takes to build this set, yeah. to build this ring area, to build all these, this, this, that WrestleMania sign and the video boards. And I just wonder what, look at this. I wonder what the cost, the production cost is for this. There's no telling. I mean, and that's the thing. I'm not saying this to be funny. I don't think they care. No, they, I'm sure they don't. It's WrestleMania, right? I think it's one of those deals where this could even be a lost leader for them. Like the idea is it's okay. If we do all of this and don't necessarily make a bunch of money out of WrestleMania, which probably goes against all conventional thinking. But the idea is this is going to bring in a whole bunch of casual fans, a whole bunch of lapsed fans, a whole bunch of mainstream. And Mm -hmm. you want, you want to put your best foot forward. And I don't think you're necessarily going to lose money, but I'm just saying carving out as much profit as possible for WrestleMania is probably secondary behind. Hey man, 
we got to leave everybody walking away going, God dang, what a production, what a, what a show, what a performance, what an event. Yeah. Because you just look at the visual of this and you think, even if you're not a wrestling fan, right? Like on some level, this feels like, is this game of Thrones come to real life? Mm -hmm. Like this just feels, I mean, even if you're like me and you don't know, you didn't necessarily grow up the hugest undertaker fan. You love his matches and stuff. Just saying like this whole, is he dead? Is he not dead? Well, some of the Genesis of the character is just maybe a little hokey, whatever. Mm. But then you see that presentation, you hear that music, you see the look, you see the walk, you see the lighting and you get caught up in it. And so I, I'm, I go from thinking, eh. and now I see undertaker raises his arms and pyro shoots out from all over the stadium. Mm-hmm. Th- this is unbelievable theater what we're watching right now yeah it's it is uh an uh, an unbelievable production that they continue each and every year uh with the exception of the pandemic of course but continue each and every year to to top themselves with the presentation let me ask you about that because you're down in dirty jcp baby that's what you grew up with yeah and and on some level AEW has sort of picked up that torch where don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. There is nice production, mm-hmm. but it's more in my opinion and you're there. I'm not AEW is mm-hmm. more about the wrestling mm-hmm. and less about the Gaga. Yes. And it feels like WWE is more about the Gaga, less about the wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I think history has proven that wrestling fans by and large, the masses, they identify with stories and characters. But the hardcores, man, they love the matches. Yeah. Hey, guys, this next product is one I literally use every day. Started taking AG1 because I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy, and I wanted to optimize my immune system. You may have heard me say the fact that before AG1, I was taking 27, count them, 27 different supplements a day. That 27 different capsules or tablets, and most are the gigantic capsules, what they call the vegetarian capsules, that could choke a horse. Now that AG1 is a part of my life, over the last, I don't know, 50 weeks possibly, almost to a year, now that it's a part of my life, I love it, and I don't have to choke down the pills anymore. And here's one of the keys about AG1. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking every morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. In other words, Shivani, 27 pills and capsules out the window. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash WHW. 
Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash WHW to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Do you think that WWE is more Gaga and AEW is more matches? Well, I would like to say yes, but to be honest with you, I, I do not watch. Oh, I see. Yeah. I, I, the WWE right now. Right. I just, I just know from what I'm, uh, I'm told, but I, I can tell you this, you know, in 2017, when I first started watching wrestling again, you got me back into it, right? Yeah. 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 And I was watching before I worked for AEW and I was watching, uh, the WWE and watching raw and SmackDown and. And I do remember thinking at times, just on a regular television show, not not for WrestleMania. WrestleMania, blow it, right? Blow up, blow your pyro. Do all whatever you want. Do do your video screens. Look, I mean, you you just look at this. You can't get better than this. But on a regular television show, the entrance has become so spectacular with the WWE that it's almost like, hmm. The entrance is better than the match sometimes. Right. And, and I don't think it should be. Now, the exception is WrestleMania, because this is WrestleMania. They do some great camera work here. Uh, but I think I think your your entrance should be good. That's why not everybody gets pyro with AEW. It's just reserved for the special ones. And uh, you have some of that, but... It's not over the top. So I know I'm talking a roundabout way, but obviously I, I like great wrestling matches better than I do fantastic entrances, but you can't beat this, brother. Brother, you can't beat it. Look at this, man. The, the cage comes down and they are fists of fire right away. And I, I like that. You know, we just watched another cage match with, with Tully and Magnum. We're not trying to look for scientific wrestling in a cage match. Somebody's going to get their ass kicked. This is a very, very difficult cage to watch a match through though. And even to uh, shoot it because you'll notice they'll show the hard camera. What I call the hard camera. Uh, and then you see those those panels of the cage, and then they'll quickly go back into the ring with the camera shot. And this is basically, with cameramen in the ring, how they shoot it. But at times, they will take the shot on the outside, right, like right now, to show that this is, in effect, inside the cage, but they won't stay on that shot long. I like this shot. But these, there are your shots. You're in, in the... In the mix. In the, in the mix. You're inside with the fans looking on the outside. Not an easy, not an easy place to, uh, not an easy show to direct. I can tell you that. Current Selfies has always been a wonderful director. By the way, Meltzer would tell us this was Undertaker coming back for his first match since surgery on his hip and left shoulder. Clearly limited in what he could do. He almost did the match with one arm. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this uh, haircut of his? I like it. You don't like the bus cut? Not not as well as I do the long, the you know the long oh, hair. Oh, the that iconic, he had. yeah, for the, sure, the iconic one, right? You know he. Uh, I don't think this is speaking out of school, but you know one of the things that 
that he would do a lot like Hulk Hogan before him. You know, if we need that long hair, we can just clip some in. Oh yeah. Hey, it's, it's, I, I know there's somebody in AEW who does it, but nobody mentions it. So we won't either, but uh, I think you may find out there's a lot more people that do it than you think. Oh, and why not? Yes. The ladies do it and spend a gang of money. To yes. Do it. So maybe I should do it. Do you ever think so? You know, uh, the, uh, the mullet look that I have, I have a, I, why am I asking you this? I have a, uh, on the right side here, I have a cow lick. So my hair does not lay down like it does on the left side. It right. just sticks, sticks up and it looks like shit. And I like it to lay down like, kind of like uh, cash Wheeler does. And, um, uh, so maybe I should get extensions to the back, just to have it lay down and just lay on, on my collar, on my shoulders. What do you think? I'm for it. You're for anything that would enable you to give me shit the very next week. Anything. I do. Hey, I do like put, it when you give me, I mean, you allow me the opportunity to give you shit. It makes me yeah. very happy. Yeah. Hey, look, put a sea turtle on your head, Shivani. Okay. I, I've never recommended you do something that wound up getting you injured. Um, if you think through let that, me th- let, let, let me, let me, let me think about that for a second. I haven't. Okay. You sure? Yes. Somebody go back in the archives and, and pull out, pull out something. You told me to go fuck with a goose. It damn near broke my arm. No, I didn't tell you to go fuck with the goose. You said I've had enough of the goose at my lake house. He's going down. And then I, I said, uh, time out there, big boy. You have no idea what you're fucking with. And you still don't have any faith or confidence in me. No, no, no one. You think in the no. end that goose is going to win? No, put it this way. All right. I wouldn't. <clears throat> yeah. He's going to get a job and he's going to start paying rent or he's getting the fuck out. Well, I, I hope it helps with the, uh, with the mortgage of your lake house. But by the way, when the lake, when the, when the lake house is built, uh, when it's finally done, I really want to come over there and see it. Dude, I can't wait for you to see yeah. it. I just, uh, I, Megan just did a walkthrough yesterday and sent me some photos and stuff. And man, the painting's coming along and wrapping up all the little molding on the inside and finished up all the tile. It's, uh, it's pretty cool, man. Okay. Just a thought. Yeah. Do you have, do you have a lot of land? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot. 5.29 acres. Okay. Here's what you do. Okay. You build a shed, a big one. Okay. You have independent wrestling there. You want me to, uh, Mm -hmm. to build a shed and run matches on the five acres. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. Can I get you to come do commentary for me? Well, if the price is right, yeah, and you keep the geese out. What's your what's your going rate these days? Uh, well, I'm a whore. I take whatever I can get. <laughs> I love you for that. <laughs> you know, listen. Every now and again, some honesty seeps out on the program here, boys and girls. <laughs> I'm a whore. I'll take what I can get. It's the most accurate Tony Schiavoniism of 2022. Ever. <laughs> Ever. And, 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 and now the lake house becomes an iconic wrestling destination. Here's the trouble though. I'm moving mm-hmm. there, Tony. Well, you don't, I, 
you can sit home and do whatever you do. Uh, make sure the the shed is away from the house. Uh, and then, uh, then uh, look, then then during the course of a week, okay. Not only do you make money when let's say Rocket City Wrestling runs there, or some no, other independent no, promotion, okay. No. Then during the course of the week, it becomes a wrestling school. So this building is making money for you every day. It's a cash flow thing. You're into that. This, this is, should this should appeal to you. It doesn't. Oh. I appreciate you thinking of me though. Okay. But it doesn't. All right. Meanwhile, I, I love just picking up the steps and having the steps be in a couple of pieces and well, let's bring it into the ring. I mean, slide it right into the ring. The base mm-hmm. of the steps, the bottom yeah. piece is now positioned in the middle of the ring. Hunter's laying prone. Here comes undertaker. Mm-hmm. Continue the beat down. Yeah. Uh, compare this match. Well, obviously it's hard to compare this match to the I quit match because the I quit match, the cage was right up against the ring. This is the more new school, uh, cage hell in a cell, if you will, but Magnum and, and Tully and their, I quit match. They juiced immediately. Yep. Now this match has been going on for a few minutes here and we see a little bit of blood coming to the forehead of triple H, but nothing from the undertaker here. So, uh, I guess what I'm, I'd say, what I'm saying is that the views on blood certainly changed. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Honestly, it changed for American sports when, when magic Johnson came out as HIV positive. I think that was 91. Okay. That was it, man. Yeah. Isn't that crazy too? When you think about how quickly it all changed. Yeah. Once upon a time, the idea of doing a big cage match like this and it going 30 minutes and they're not just bleeding almost from the onset mm-hmm. was unfathomable. Right. I don't know that that's not necessarily for the best though. When you go back and you think about what we're really doing, is it really necessary? What to bleed? Yeah. No, no, it's not. I know as a wrestling fan. I would go to spot shows. Let's go do a little pedigree as the uh, bag drop off of that platform. Yeah. I would go to, I would go to spot shows, uh, like at high school gyms or, uh, uh, these like the Augusta expo is this big, uh, uh, exposition fairground in Fishersville, Virginia. And it's like a big shed out in the middle of the field. Like you're going to build, uh, at your lake house. And they would put spot shows out there and they would never bleed, but you'd have to go to Greensboro or Richmond or Charlotte, one of the bigger venues to see blood. And I just thought that made it, that made it special. We would always cheer, Oh, they're bleeding. We saw blood. But now as I move forward in my career, I've seen enough of it now. And I know I'm on, I'm on the different side of the camera now. I've seen enough of it now to where I think sometimes it's too much. hundred percent. Yeah. Way too much. And not only that, you, you see, you see in wrestling now, and and I'm not only talking about us, I'm talking about everywhere. You see wrestling now, uh, kids, I'll call them kids who had, don't have the experience of blading themselves as they should. And sometimes it's too much blood because they just don't know how to do it, man. I mean, how many times do you think Ric Flair cut himself? 
All the times. All the times. But giving that number, I mean, it's it's in the tens of thousands, probably, don't you think? It's got to be over. Yeah, it's over a thousand. Yeah, it's over a thousand for sure. I mean, just that in and of itself. Hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a tiny little razor and Mm -hmm. cut your face. Yeah. A thousand times. What? But it became (laughs) like this regular part of wrestling for so long. And uh, where they put their blades was also very unique. I remember, don't remember where it was, but Tully came back from a match and I was there and Tully said, the fucker hit me so hard, I almost swallowed my blade. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> and of course, Tully used to wrap the blade up and put it in his mouth, you know, in between, it up and, between his front gum and his lip. Right. Right. Yeah. And it would be wrapped in like uh, athletic tape with just a little piece of it, you know, sticking out. So, so this match, uh, got a hell of a rating and I can see why these guys are, these guys are putting on quite a show here. Let's track a little bit of the commentary and see uh, yeah. the way Jr. is trying to build it up. As we see I've, triple H positioning the base of the steps in the corner. Mm-hmm. And Sean trying to talk him out of this. Yep. Watch out. Oh. Again, all this is legal. Yeah, as if that demonic structure weren't enough. Don't need got, those. You've got steel steps, metal chairs. Elena Cell is a lawless entity, ladies and gentlemen, with no rules. No, look at oh, the spine again. It's as if there's a large bullseye that has been figuratively drawn on the spine of the undertaker triple h has taken over after that spine buster on the steps again Again on the spine not the legs not the head not the shoulders but the spine wait a minute They're really telling a hell of a story here. JR's magnificent. Guy so good. It's a, what did he call it? A lawless entity? Yep. Not on the head, not on the shoulders, not on the legs, on the spine. Yep. And then when he first came out too, if you'll recall, he said he was great to be here to be able to document this match, not to call the match, to document this match. Just the way he said things. Just the way he said things. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. It's, it's nobody like him. I'm not sure sure there ever will be anybody like him again. So Hunter wants more of uh, the Undertaker now with a different chair, a second chair, and he pulls Sean out of the way. End it! Oh, I will. Please, come on. Mm. Don't stop. End it. Don't stop it. Do not stop it. Wow. The way this is shot, it's a fucking movie, Tony. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. It's the what 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 made this the uh, four and three quarter star match for Dave Meltzer was the drama of it. Yes, 
go over there and stop it or end it or I will. Yeah. And the undertaker saying, do not stop this. Yeah. And Shawn Michaels going, oh, okay. And the drama of it. Yeah. That's what made it. And the, look how they shoot it. How the close up of Hunter's face here. And the undertaker coming off of an injury and just his spine, not his head, not his shoulders, not his legs, but his spine. Just, yeah, man, drama. When it gets down to it, that's what it's all about. 100%. Yeah. The drama of all these matches. Uh, do you know who was the coach of this match by any chance? Is that documented anywhere, or do you know off the top of your head? You know, I got to be honest. I imagine it was probably these guys putting it Doing together all- themselves. Right, right, right. But Pat Patterson was still alive, and uh, Michael Hayes is mm-hmm. uh, somebody who's mm-hmm. helped put together a lot of Hunter and Undertaker's matches. So I would imagine it would be a little bit of insight from Pat, but mm-hmm. a ton from Michael Hayes, but mostly mm-hmm. these guys. Hey, go get to a sledgehammer. Yeah, go get it and then talk a little bit, kind of uh, show it. Tell the, you know, let the fans know you're going to use it. And now we're caught. Okay, right now, and we haven't tracked it, but I do believe that Sean went over and told the Undertaker he's going to use it if you don't quit, which he did. What do you think? What do you think of this? I love this. I do. The only thing I do not love is the sledgehammer. And let me tell you why. If you really wanted to end the match and you had a sledgehammer, you would swing it wildly with the end and crack him in the skull with it. Like right here, okay? Which ain't going to happen. At least they at least they set it up like he was going to do it. But mostly he takes the handle and hits him with it. Man, when wrestling's flying, there ain't nothing better. No, you're right. You're right. I can't believe. I can't believe I've been involved with it all these years. I can't believe, especially when I go home and talk to my friends. I can't believe that I I was involved in it on this level. So now Sean is like, uh, he's thinking about ending the match. Well, he's, he's trying to see if the Undertaker can continue. Yeah. Do it! Triple <laughs> So how about that? You're not going to stop this match. And if you're thinking about it, I'm going to put a move on you. Mm-hmm. And now our only official has been obviously incapacitated. Oh, no, 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 no
Sharshan walked in. Come on, Sean. Sean's got to get up here. The official's down. Come on, Sean. Yeah, but the game, oh, the game is not tapping. He's grabbed the head sledgehammer. A weapon in hand. And oh, no, he's lost it. The game may be fading. Remember, he escaped it earlier with the game by lifting the Undertaker. He does not have the strength now. And he doesn't have the leverage now either. The game is finished. Oh, my God. He's got it again. Wow. So the big submission move is on triple H has passed out, but the referee's down mm-hmm. in this wild triple H tried twice to pick up the sledgehammer and dropped it. The drama of him reaching back for the sledgehammer. If he can get in his hand, if he can somehow hit him with Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Charles. See Charles Robinson about to trip over yeah. his own ass flying yeah. down the ramp. Yeah. He's got a key. He's unlocking the lock. Yeah. He's trying to get in here to have mm-hmm. a referee. I love he just called him the little referee. That tickles me. Also like the way the Charles when Charles came in and tried to do the three count. He won two. And when that arm was coming down for the 30, like he hauled off way back with the left hand. Yeah. And and it was just really, really the drama of Charles even doing the three count there was great. Looks like he was setting up the tombstone. No. Nope. Uh-huh. Super kick, pedigree. Yeah. Yeah. That should be it. Streak should be over. One, two. No. And the fans fucking go wild. And Sean sells it. How do you not smile watching this, dude? Dude, yeah. What are, I mean, I got goosebumps. You know, the story is the Undertaker streak, you know, he's never been beaten at WrestleMania. But when you right. see this and you're like, well, hang on now, uh-huh. super kick and a pedigree, no way he can survive both of those back to back. But yet he does. Yep. Let's track it here. <laughs> the referee Sean back on his feet. Triple H on his feet. The emotion overcoming the game with his obsession. Oh no! Oh my God! Look at the look! 
assaulted. The game here in this exchange. Dude, how great are these two guys? And we pick up the big tombstone. Listen to this. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Neither can the Undertaker in the world. Neither can the 78,000 plus in attendance. Neither can Shawn Michaels. The perseverance and the heart on display. This is a fucking great match, dude. This is a this is a 10. Yeah. Really, really good stuff, man. Yeah, just the, the drama of, of you see Sean crying, uh, the Undertaker slobbering. I love how the Undertaker did his dramatic setup and the way that Triple H sold it. He fell down when he saw it. Yeah. Just uh, the, the drama of this match. And, you know, not only that, uh, here's a tip of the cap to a guy who I think deserves it. Um, and... Uh, Get shit on way too many times. It's Michael Cole. Oh, for sure. He you know, he's he sounded he sounded he sounded tremendous. Jr's the best, but Michael Cole was holding his own in this as well. So you were a football fan in the late eighties and early nineties. To me, yes. uh, Michael Cole's the Steve Young of commentary. Like Joe Montana was the greatest quarterback the 49ers ever had. I mean, they enjoyed so much success with him. That no matter who came after him, people were mm-hmm. going to say, but he's no Joe Montana. Yeah. Right. He would never right. really be judged based on how he was. He would always right. be compared. Uh, right. And I feel like a lot of that is not necessarily Steve Young's fault. It's just the circumstance. And I think yeah. the same is true for Michael Cole. And by the way, we've heard Michael Cole do regular commentary where he's not shilling for this Twitter or that sponsor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and he does a phenomenal job. Unfortunately, your job with WWE is not to be an old school wrestling announcer. You're no, you're no longer calling matches. Now you're servicing advertisers. You're I listen to this two pedigrees. Now the undertaker's kicked out of great camera shot two of the crowd. Yep. The vastness of it, the size of the crowd reacting to it. And then just do the slow zoom in from a hard camera up on top. Where was this again? Uh, Miami, Florida. Okay. Mil Mascaris in the, in the crowd. Um, if you put a mask on to go see a wrestling match, what's wrong with you? <laughs> An old school wrestling match. Oh, God bless you. Wait, if you put a mask on to call a wrestling show on TBS, <laughs> it's fine. It's great. That's right. Yes. But if you wear one as a fan, yeah. Tony thinks you're a goof. <laughs> exactly. What if you went to a wrestling show and you wore an Excalibur mask and you just kept going Tope Suicida? Uh, that's what I'm going to do for Halloween. I'm going to dress up like Excalibur and everybody's asked. Anytime somebody says something to me, I'm going to either go Tope Suicida, Tope Con Hero. Uh, what else? Uh, 
the Manhattan drop. I don't know if you heard, but it sounds like Kevin Sullivan has came to visit me to try to get booked for Starcast. <laughs> I didn't hear him in the background. I mean, I'm getting all kinds of, of DMS and emails and text messages, but <laughs> from the sounds of it, it sounds like old Kevin's just decided to do a pop by <laughs> either that, or he's got a number on the <clears throat> socks. I don't <clears throat> know. Dude, they're beating the shit out of each other with these chairs. By the way, a shout out to Excalibur of all the people I've worked with in wrestling. He truly will rank as one of my favorite people to work with. Such a nice guy too. Oh man. He, he just, loves it and he's nice and he's professional. Mm -hmm. I mean, he checks all the boxes. Yes, he does. And I remember thinking I'm there's a man in a mask calling matches, a former wrestler. I, and I'm thinking, oh, he must be one of these muscle heads that just, and then when I met him, I'm thinking, holy shit, he is completely unlike anybody that I've ever met him. He just, just uh, the best. He and I, he and I actually stay in contact with each other every week, uh, outside of wrestling. <clears throat> Here we go. Banging up the chair with all these false finishes. There's going to have to be something you would think spectacular. Yeah, I think the Undertaker actually <clears throat> shoots Hunter in the leg with a gun. <laughs> and he and he kicks out. He kicks and out, and then Undertaker <laughs> sets him on fire. Right. And he still kicks out. Yes, because he has yeah. to stop, drop, and roll, you see. Right. Because, yeah, win or lose a match, okay, yeah, but i got to survive. Uh and he shoots him in the leg and he kicks out and the leg comes, uh, uh, comes loose from his knee and the leg flies and hits the That's right. side of the cage. And to this <laughs> day, they sell limited edition replica legs. <laughs> it's your replica legs. We laugh. <laughs> but it's possible. Somebody could get a replica leg. <laughs> and it's possible. Someone would book something like that. At the Conrad Lakehouse Shed Arena. Is that what we're going to call it? The Shed <laughs> Arena? The Shed Arena. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming to you from the Conrad Lakehouse Shed Arena. And we do have to take a, a break because Canadian geese have arrived and people are running for their lives. A Shed Arena. Oh, here we go. Oh, one last act of defiance. And the shot heard around couldn't the even world look with a sledgehammer. Well, the sledgehammer couldn't fly through the cage. The way this one has gone, who knows? Taking the strap down, Jerry Lawler style. right into a more precarious position. Look at this. Oh, God, we know what that means. Yes, we do. Signified. The sign. Oh, a disaster. An abhorrent. John's going to 
fires off on the count. The tombstone. The count. And the three. That shot. God, what a war. Sean Michaels did a hell of a job. The What a mo what a moment, what a match, what a performance. And now the undertaker is 20 and oh, the perfect streak, the end of an era match. I thought Sean did a great job as the referee. Excellent awesome. little storytelling piece in there. Love the Charles Robinson cameo, all the false finishes. That's about as good as it's going to get for a WrestleMania match. Don't you think? Oh, it's, uh, you know, I, I go back to, uh, I think it was Sean Michaels and, uh, Undertaker in WrestleMania 25, uh, thinking it was the best match I've ever seen. This ranks right up there with one of the best matches I've ever seen. One of the best I've ever seen. Well, I'm really glad that Lindsay, uh, w one of our, I don't know, three ladies who are uh, big time supporters of our program, <laughs> uh, greatly appreciate all that she does for us. And, and we know we can always count on positivity on the timeline and cupcakes in real life mm -hmm. and the world needs more of both of those. Absolutely. Uh, but man, what a match, what a recommendation. I'm glad we got to watch this because you never saw it, right? Never seen it. No, it's worth watching again. Yeah. It's worth watching for me, uh, another time just to, to pick up the drama. Hell it's worth young wrestlers today watching this. Oh, and, for sure. and, and production people watching this to show how to tell the story because it's, it's a, it's a team effort. It's the wrestlers. It's the referee here. It's the announcers and it's the people shooting the matches. So it's worth, it's worth watching. It's one of those that you say for a young wrestler, watch this match. If you've been listening to what happened when for quite a while, you know that if anything, Conrad and I are scientific right? Yes, we are. Because science tells us that the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering core body temperature. Temperature controlled sleep repairs muscle after a hard day's work and improves cognitive function. So you can always start your day feeling sharp and alert. And as you know, my cognitive function for age 65 is damn good. Well, with that in mind, we want to remind you that Sleep Me is the new home for Chili Sleep. And Sleep Me is bringing you the same great sleep that Chili Sleep offered, but under a new name. Chili Sleep makes the Uller, Cube, and Doc Pro Sleep Systems water-based temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide your ideal sleep temperature. And this is a big deal. This is a game changer, you've heard Conrad say, and it is for me too because I need my sleep. I get none on the road. Zero. Stay up all night Tuesday, only like two hours of sleep on Wednesday. So when I go home, I want to have the perfect sleep. And I get it with Chili Sleep, thanks to Sleep Me. Sleep Me has just launched the new Doc Pro Sleep System. It has two times more cold power than other models. It is whisper quiet and has a tubeless mattress pad design that allows for five times more cooling contact. Pair it with the new Sleep.me app for enhanced sleep control and sleep scheduling. All right, guys, so get the best sleep you've ever had in your life. Absolutely best sleep ever. Here's how you do it. 
Head over to sleep.me slash WHW to learn more and save 25% on the purchase of any new Doc Pro, Cube, or Uller sleep system. This offer is available exclusively for What Happened When listeners and only for a limited time. That's sleep, S-L-E-E-P dot M-E slash W-H-W. Take advantage of our exclusive discounts and wake up refreshed every day. Hey guys, I'm pumped to brag about a brand new sponsor here on the program and is a personal friend of mine for many, many years. I'm talking to you about Camper Max, specializing in max discounted pricing on travel trailers and fifth wheel RVs that can be delivered anywhere in the lower 48. That's right. From your office, your cell phone, or your couch, click or call and find out how easy it is to start enjoying that RVing lifestyle. Now, how easy is it? Well, the Camper Max discount will fit any budget offering easy financing with extended terms. It's just too easy. Thanks to my pal, Rod Wagner. I've been personal friends with Rod for a long, long time, and he is now opening up to the entire lower 48. So if you're here in the United States and you're thinking about buying a travel trailer, you're thinking about buying a fifth wheel RV, or maybe you're thinking of selling yours, visit my buddy Rod at CamperMax.com. That's C-A-M-P-E-R-M-A-X-X.com. CamperMax.com. That's Max with two X's. Or give him a call, 256-320-7033. Either way, let the folks at Camper Max know that Conrad sent you, and they're going to give you that friend of a friend hookup that I've enjoyed for oh so many years. Camper Max is the home of the Max discount. That's CamperMax.com. Camper, M-A-X-X.com. By the way, if you're looking to purchase a motorhome, hang in there. My buddy Rod is working on that now. It's all going down at CamperMax.com. Let's get out there. Let's enjoy 2023. This could be one heck of a new year. Thanks to CamperMax.com or 256-320-7033. And let them know that Conrad sent you. Thompson and do not adjust your television set. That's right. I'm dressed just like the Kool-Aid man. And here with me today, the one and only Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, Conrad. What's up, buddy? What's up? What's, what's up? How you doing, man? Man, we went from a Budweiser commercial to now we're going to be watching what looks like a Miller Lite commercial. Before we get going, though, 
you were telling me before we clicked record that you wanted to take a moment at the start of the show and show everyone your penis. We're behind the paywall and you're trying to do what's best for business. You learned from wrestling Vic sins last year or a few years ago, whatever it was that, uh, if you uh, get strange for some change, then, uh, you're going to be good to go. So you don't want to go the only fans route. I think it's in your contract that you can't do only fans, but it is in your contract. You can do Patreon and thankfully behind the pole wall the paywall, we can, uh, <clears throat> free Willie. So without further ado, let's see it, Tony. Let's get that rascal out. Come on. Let's get Sorry, that Con- rascal out. Let's go. Come on. So, Conrad can't do it. Sorry. No, listen, it's fine because at home, no, a no, lot of people are going to be not- watching on their phone and they can just go wee, wee, wee and make it bigger. No, see? No, no, it's, I can't do it. I first of all, can't find it. Oh, number one. And number two, I would never do anything like that ever. I was thought I was thinking about that. And I was telling somebody the other day that, you know, they, they don't use pucks of Pawnee Phil or what pucks of Tawny Phil anymore for groundhog yeah. day. I say it was cruelty, you know, whatever. So the jizz is, I mean, the gist is we're going to have you start doing it. Wait a minute. They don't use pucks of Tawny Phil anymore. No, it was cruel to animals. Really? Just to pick him up and show him to everybody. That was Correct. cruel to put. He didn't like to be picked up. They don't like picking being picked up. How did, really? Yeah. Did he tell somebody he didn't like being picked up? <laughs> well, did that did that dog you hit with a baseball bat turn around and say, <laughs> "I don't like that, Mister Giovanni"? <laughs> I'm saying all that to say what I was pitching is we can't <laughs> follow the nomination of you replacing Puxatawney Phil because. <laughs> We would always have six more weeks of winter because that little rascal ain't ever gonna see a shadow. You are yeah. a worthless piece of shit. He'll you never see the shadow. <laughs> you're right. You're just you're the worst. What? Because you have a tiny penis or because you hit no. dogs with, with <laughs> bats? Neither. Oh, you have a good you have a fair size okay. hog on you? Austin Charleston <laughs> would like to watch Mr. McMahon against the Undertaker in a very live match at Survivor Series 03. You know what he'd rather see? Your Peter, <laughs> show it to him. That's what he wants. No, it's what no. Lo- I was no. told. Lois no. calls it no. a venti no. latte. I don't know what vente means. <laughs> no, uh, venti means twenty. No, oh. no, twenty. No. Twenty. Oh, well, you know, uh, Rick Flair once told me. Oh boy, that, uh, his name. Here, here, come, here comes a big lie. But go ahead. In Spanish, oh, nature wow. uh, nature boy Rick Flair in Spanish is El Mucho Ding Dong. I don't know if that's real or not, but I, I believe you, you lop off one of those words and you're right. So, uh, so get on out your, okay. uh, your, your peacock. No, let, let's watch. Let's well, no, let's watch the, let's watch the match. We're going let's watch to watch the match. You dumbass. Well, listen, buddy, no. I, I, we're three minutes no. into the show. Are you trying to rush this process? We're getting to know each other. We're getting a fellowship. We're getting to hang out. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to rush the process. Okay, fine. Uh, get to two hours and nine minutes of season 17, episode one at Survivor Series 03 on Peacock. That's two hours, nine seconds, zero seconds. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Slow down. We're not ready to go yet. Hang on. Ramifications uh, of this evening now. And the irony that, that Stone Cold Steve Austin's career is now over. And the man that he's battled over the years, his arch enemy, his nemesis over the years, Mr. McMahon's career could end tonight as well. Yeah, well, just I want to touch real quick on Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, I, I wrestled the man before, and, and I have great respect for him. He's going to be missed big time. We're SmackDown guys. We're not Raw guys, but Stone Cold Steve, Steve Austin was the man, no doubt. 
Well, nonetheless, speaking to Mr. McMahon, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin's battles. Mr. McMahon's, well, his battles could come to an end tonight. It's Mr. McMahon in The Undertaker in a buried alive match coming up next. 13 years ago tonight, The Undertaker's career began at Survivor Series. Tonight, it could end if he's buried alive tonight. There's nothing more that I want right now in my life than to be the five-time WWE champion. But you see, that's never going to happen as long as Vince is around. The Undertaker is going to grab that biker chain. He got it. The title hangs in the balance. Wait a minute. It's Mr. McMahon. What the hell is Mr. McMahon? Where the hell did he come from? And Lesnar, the champion, has a chain. Lesnar retains the title. came out of Vince's mouth. Because as long as I'm breathing in and I'm breathing out, you'll never be the WWE champion. Never. Well, I guess it's time that he stops breathing in and out. Never. The day of reckoning is coming at Survivor Series. I only ask for your understanding and forgiveness for what I'm about to do. I've been chosen to slaughter the infidel. On Survivor Series night, I will have worked for this company for 13 years. And in those 13 years, Vince McMahon has screwed with me professionally and personally. I must follow the light. There comes a time where you have to be held accountable for your actions. Even if your name is Vince McMahon. So I love that he's saying, as long as I'm breathing in and out, you'll never be champion again. So they're basically saying, we got to kill him. He needs to stop breathing. We're mm-hmm. going to, uh, put him in this grave buried alive. Yeah. But then Michael Cole says this could be the end of his career. <laughs> it's, not well, like, it's not like you can say, you know, that yeah, well, you do realize that when you're dead, your career is over. Right. I mean, Taz's keys to victory. Look at this shit. I'm a big evil is very well versed in submission. And a good way to wear down Mr. McMahon is to catch the boss off guard by using him. And second, the Undertaker is born and bred in Texas. So you know the pain syndicate right here in Dallas will be going nuts for the hometown boy. And third, the most important key out of all the keys, I think you got to say, Undertaker's got the experience. And then Mr. McMahon, the mental stability. The boss has been off his rock a little bit. Second, the higher power. Mr. McMahon thinks he's got a higher power. That builds the confidence. And third, avoid the grave until you got to throw the dead man in it. That's my keys to victory. Boy, that last one right there, that was like you the last 20 years of our marriage. Avoid the hole. <laughs> that was a close one tonight, Connie. She almost got me. Last 30. She put on huh. some perfume and distracted me. <laughs> I was in a lowish stick vortex. So, hey, uh, you, you wanted to rush through this. Uh, should we watch the match and fast forward or can we talk? About no, this? no. See, no, 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 no. 
As a reminder, uh, the best match poll was team Austin versus team Bischoff. Uh, the worst match poll was Molly Holly versus Lita, but second place was Vince McMahon versus the undertaker. Wow. Okay. Wow. So this would start, uh, in the ring, I guess, and work its way here. This or did they just start right there at the, they're going to get the in the ring and work their way there. All right. Meltzer no. would say this was the, uh, bloodiest WWE pay-per-view in recent memory uh-huh. highlighted by the apparent leaving of the company by Austin, which is what we were sort of tiptoeing around at the beginning of our segment here. Mm-hmm. After this, we've got bill Goldberg and triple H to just really try to kill off the territory. Meltzer gave this one star, this match here or the bill Goldberg, this triple match H. here, one star. Yep. All right. Meltzer so now Vince McMahon beat undertaker in a buried alive match in 1159. There was really nothing they could do here after the last bout Vince bladed big after the first punch, the match had no heat. Despite all the blood, there were literally puddles of blood, both in and out of the ring. So if you've ever wanted to see Vince McMahon bleed, and I know you think about that often as you guys are in your war room there in Jacksonville, as Tony Khan pets a cat and wonders, what can I do? Yeah, no, you you got him mixed up with Eric Bischoff in 1998, 99. Uh, but, you know, this is, uh, you know what I'm thinking about this? How much this, you wish you were with WWE in 03 and not with the Gwinnett Braves? No, no, no. I wasn't with the Gwinnett Braves in 03 either. Uh, but uh, what I was thinking of is that Maybe without the influence and maybe without the competition of WCW that they were a little bit, uh, not on their game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> but that didn't matter to Vince cause he's making money and he's a billionaire. And what does he care? He killed the Well, I mean, they were crushing, they were doing really, really well, but I think there was definitely something to, you know, competition. So notice. What he's fidgeting around with his hands. Let's track it. See if he can find the magic. Watching his back and his back. And that's right. So he's answering to the quote unquote higher power. Right. The higher power is actually going to look down on Mr. McMahon to help him get through this matchup. Match must officially start in the ring. Oh, it's yeah. underway. Mr. McMahon better be careful and protect himself. He might get dropped in a soup bowl. Zippity do da zippity a. He didn't even hit him. He hit him in the. Uh, he didn't hit him in the, the head. He hit him in the chest. Look at the look at the canvas already. The man has been busted open already with that right hand by the Undertaker. First shot caught the boss and busted him open. The only way you win. Now, is it true that Tony no. Khan no. is going to be it's... blading on TV this no, Wednesday not... on AEW? Yeah. No, it's not true. No. Well, why, why is everybody lying about all this? No, the, not everybody lies like you, what? but you and you, you and your group of your own whack pack, which is made up of some of the biggest idiots I've ever been around in my life. You guys get together, make up this bullshit. Good God. Look at this. Jesus Christ. Dude. Tell me that guy don't care about the business. He's literally bleeding buckets for the business. Yeah. He's squirting. 
Uh, congratulations, by the way, you guys were back over a million this week. I know it was high yeah. fives all around. So yeah, we are very excited about it. People live and die by the ratings. I don't think fans should do that. They should just watch what they enjoy. I never gave a I shit agree. how many people watched the Sopranos or didn't, or what Tony's contract looked like. I just wanted to watch the fucking thing on Sunday. And I just want to watch you guys do your thing on Wednesday and Friday. And I'm glad that we're back over a million. You guys uh, deserve all the success in the world. And uh, I'm excited that, uh, we passed that milestone again. Yeah, that was great. I thought, uh, Brian Danielson and, and Danny Garcia had a hell of a match that Danny Garcia can go, buddy. That kid is talented kid. Ah, ah, the old ding dong shot. Can't work that one, buddy. God, look at this dude. Is this crazy or what? This is fucking nuts. I'm sure he didn't mean to do that. Maybe he did, you know, Goddamn, pal. If you're going to do it, do it all the way. Yeah, I'm going to need to show these kids out. She'll be done. That's how Bruno San Martino did it for my dad back oh Madison my Square God. Garden. Look at that. Think about how old he is and how much money he's worth and that he's still doing this. I know. And this was, well, this was 20 years ago, just about a little bit less than 20 years ago. Yeah, that's one of the things too. This that this was twenty years ago. Good God, good God, good God. So we're in Dallas, apparently. Yeah. And uh, there's that goofy looking uh, Titantron again. That round one. Oh, is that, is that Nick Patrick, the referee? Did I just notice that? Yeah, Nick, Nick Patrick was a referee for them. I didn't see who it was, but. Yeah, I, I think that is Nick walking around there. Yeah, it is Nick. See, I didn't know Nick had, I didn't know Nick, uh, had gone to them. That's the first time I realized this. Everybody just bailing out of the way, buddy. The fake look at him say, fuck, uh-uh. Not that we don't get bumped on. We don't want to get fucking bled on. Look at Taz in that fucking suit. What the flying fuck? He, he's getting ready to go on tour with the Kings of Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to send uh, a picture of this and ask it. Yo, brother, is this out of the Steve Harvey collection? <laughs> Did you go with the Cedric the Entertainer look? <laughs> Don't even claim it's D.O. Hughley. I know Bernie Mac when I sees him. <laughs> You motherfucker, you. How many goddamn buttons do you need on your jacket, Pete? How many buttons do you need, Pete? I bet you called more WrestleManias than you had. But oh, impossible. You got so many buttons. You wasn't that the first one? Look at all the fucking buttons on your jacket, Pete. He was talking to me this week about watching some old uh, WCW stuff. So I got to back. I got to come back with this. Have you, have you hit him with a bing bong? Yeah. A bing bong. Yeah. No. Oh, is that dude. what he used to say? No, but it was a thing that went viral this last year, but he would know about it. Oh, okay. You gotta go bing bong. And then when he <laughs> looks at you, you go, fuck your life. <laughs> oh, 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 a uh, monitor oh, oh. in the face. Down goes yeah. McMahon. Uh. I hope he blades again. Take, yeah, there you go, Pete. Take your headset off, brother. Yeah, yeah look, look at he's telling them, cut my mic. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah, let's track it. Would you 
just getting started. All those people want to be bled on. Yeah. I mean, think about how much what? fun that would be for you if you got to hit your boss, if you got to hit Tony Khan in the face. No, I would never do that. I don't know if there's anybody I would hit in the face. Wait, he's getting paid to do it. Oh, if I got paid to do it, I would do no, it. You'd hit me in the it. face. Oh, in a minute for free. <laughs> but, uh, but no, not. He's a good human being. All right, here we go. We're going to bury him alive. Uh, speak, he's dead. He's dead already. Might as well bury the carcass. Speaking of buried, uh, I found out you guys just recently dug up Brian cage and he, uh, he's re-upped with AW. That's cool, man. Brian cage has got a lot of untapped potential. It's just come out since you and I've been on the air that uh -huh. Brian cage is coming back this Wednesday on AEW <laughs> dynamite. Well, I don't think we have enough segments for all these people you that you allege or that you're lying about coming back. Well, you know, this Got last me. week on Dark, it was a 60 minute show and you had 58 wrestlers on it. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, That's God cool. Giving, yeah, give people something to do. At, well, it gives a lot of opportunity. People can get the reps. Mm -hmm. Right. It's great stuff. Right. I agree. I, I, I made that up though. It was 48 wrestlers in eight minutes uh, or eight matches on a 50 minute show, right. which, which is really ridiculous. I mean, not ridiculous, but incredible. When you think that Tony Khan believes in wrestling that much that he's spending this much essentially on his developmental, nobody's calling it that. I think that gets a negative connotation, but the reality is back in your day, guys work seven days a week. Yes. Oh, yes. And so they had plenty of opportunity to get their quote unquote reps in. Meanwhile, here, you know, these days in the modern era, that's a lot tougher. But yeah. Thanks to things like dark and elevation, you get those opportunities. And I think sometimes fans are like, LOL, it's not live. I don't care. Well, you should, mm -hmm. these guys are investing in your stuff. You should watch and give feedback and be interactive and all that. Yeah, of course. If you are really a fan. Yeah. And if you're not, then just Shivani it and be like, I don't know. No, I wouldn't go that far. You have to take the what he's doing here. This McMahon made this personal. Oh my God. Holy shit. It's almost as if the, uh, it's almost as if taker would really wanted to beat his fucking, look at the fucking blood. Yeah, man. Look at the puddle on the ground. I mean, yeah, two of them. Just good God. You could donate that and get some cash. I bet billionaire yeah, blood is worth more. Oh fuck, man. That's a good idea. What if you just like, yeah, that's a bad idea. Put a little Dexter deal in Tony yeah. and just <laughs> extracted some billionaire blood and you're all good, bud. I, I don't think so. So you're not going to stab I, him with a needle? No. <laughs> Just so you know, if you get big show involved, I mean, Paul white involved, he has experience with blow darts. He learned about them in, in WWE. They had blow darts. Oh, Jesus. Christ. Oh God. Obviously lifeless, but big evil is full of vigor. Mr. McMahon. So get better alive, Cole. God. The Undertaker is just drawing this out. He's making Mr. McMahon suck. Man, what do you think of the buried alive concept? Well, I think uh I think it's fucking gross. 
Yeah. The only way this could be better is if they took that hole and they just filled it with champagne and orange juice. (laughs) You love to knock our shit. Don't you? I'm not knocking it. You're knocking it. Come on now. Are you telling me that a mimosa mayhem match was supposed to be taken seriously or was it a little tongue in cheek fun? Yeah, I think it was tongue in cheek. Well, then what's wrong with us having a little fun? Oh, no. How great was Vince to know exactly where to swing that to not hit Taker in the face, but still get the big thought on the chest? Vince is an underrated worker. I think Vince might be the greatest worker in the history of business. I think That's when I sh- think about a Mount Rushmore of wrestling, I put Vince McMahon, the announcer, I put Vince McMahon, the promoter, I put Vince McMahon, the television character, I put Vince McMahon, the wrestler, and then I make a fifth spot for Vince McMahon, the God of professional wrestling. Oh, what happened? What happened? Oh what the hell was that? That was just a little explosion. What happened? It's Kane. He's it's the he's not running for office. Kane. He missed that shot. What the hell is he doing here? He thought he's gonna bury both of them. No, he's gonna pull uh, his boss out, just like uh-huh. he would. He can't write paychecks if he's dead. Yeah, right. Who the hell expected Kane out here? Mr. McMahon is crawling down the mound. What did Kane just tell Mr. McMahon? He just told him something. <laughs> So Vince McMahon's going to go flip it. This is awesome. Him running equipment. You know, he is, he is a self-professed redneck from North Carolina. Yeah. So in another, another life, he may have been working these front loaders, you know, uh, they obviously had an escape hatch here for the undertaker. Didn't they? No, he's really going to die right here. Because Conrad, all this dirt is very heavy. It could really crush a man. Really? Yes. Look look at Kane trying to buy time here. Remember, Cole, there's no disqualifications, no count out, so doesn't matter who ejects himself in, I guess. Look at what great shape Kane's in. Brother, that sick monster Kane. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. McMahon to the hospital tonight. Yeah, Mr. McMahon is in that payloader, and that thing's going up. That that basket as they call payloader. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's full of dirt. I could see the camera kit. There it is. Well, yeah, thanks to, thanks to his little brother, I'm trying to, I can't, I can't believe this. First off, we got to show you if we can see this here. This, this was Mr. McMahon. This was the blood that poured out of the skull of yeah. Mr. McMahon at the hands of the Undertaker. The Undertaker, he had, he had the, he had the match won. He went up in the loader to drop that load of dirt, and there was an explosion. It apparently knocked the Undertaker out. And it was Kane, the Undertaker's old brother. He, he knocked- Cole, fuck your desk. It almost got on my Steve Harvey suit, brother. Payloader got you, didn't it? <laughs> that that, that payloader. <laughs> oh, God. Well... That was some shitty stuff right there, boys and girls.
And as you can see, some more shitty stuff is about ready to go down. So uh, I don't know. Do you know when the, uh, does anybody know when the, uh, the funeral was, was the, the SmackDown falling, right? Uh, it was, it wasn't important, whatever it was. Well, he wanted to see it. Oh, okay. Well then, I then you should watch it. Well, it's, <laughs> oh God, SmackDown, September. Why would it be September? He just died in November. Okay. All right. Well, Oh, the undertaker interrupts his funeral, September 23rd. Okay. So how about November 20th, 2003, you want to watch the eulogy and all that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. November 20th, 2003. Sounds good. <laughs> Jimmy's famous seafood. It is my favorite restaurant in the world. No baloney. It is the best. I have driven from my home in Virginia, where I grew up, seeing my sister. I told her one day, I said, let's go out to eat. She said, where do you want to go? I said, Baltimore. She said, what? I said, Baltimore. Why? Because Jimmy's Famous Seafood is the best restaurant in the world. And now you can take Jimmy's Famous Seafood home with you. Go to jimmysfamousseafood.com. They ship food nationwide. Free two-day nationwide shipping on orders over $125. That excludes the steamed crabs and the fresh items. Only thing you have to do is use the promo code WHW. We're talking Maryland crab cakes, soups, chowders, oysters, signature steaks, plus desserts and gluten-free items. There are several packages out there that make great gifts such as the famous gift box, which includes four of the world's best colossal Maryland crab cakes, two different crab soups, crab dip, seafood seasoning, and their signature bay sauce, or the tailgate bundle with two pounds of wings, a full rack of barbecue ribs, a pint of crab dip, and crab cake mix, or create your own package. Tailgate bundle, a national championship in college football is coming up. The Super Bowl is a month away. This is the place to get your tailgate bundle. Over 40 years in business, Jimmy's Famous Seafood has been featured on diners, dine-ins and dives, Beat Bobby Flay, and more. And a little Tony Schiavone hack, when you order, order the crab cake egg rolls or the crab stuffed pretzels. Lordy, that's jimmysfamousseafood.com. Remember, they ship food nationwide, free two-day nationwide shipping on orders over $125. Just use the promo code WHW. <laughs> yeah, all right. So anyway, as we're wasting time trying to find it here, because as you can tell, I was really prepared with this. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? Yes. Roll tape. Go. Well, I mean, you said, no, yeah, I want to hurry up and get this shit over with. <laughs> whatever you said. You, and I was like, oh, okay. You are such a liar. I thought we were going to give value to our, our fans uh, who supported yeah. us. And okay. I didn't realize what you were planning was just a bunch of you, fucking nonsense bullshit. You are such a lying cocksucker. What, That's what, all right. What, what have I lied about? Uh, most everything. Uh, let's see. 
All right, I got it pulled up. Are you ready for like a time code or whatever? Yes, I am. Yeah, go ahead. How about 4956 on season five, episode 47? Get your cock out. You want to look for SmackDown? Season five, episode 47, November 20th, 2003. Kevin Sullivan is fired up about it. As you can hear, first class organization, everything lined up, lots of big plans. Okay. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? We're gonna track we're gonna track it in, in forty nine fifty six. Uh-huh. Here we go in three, two, one, play. A punked out Mr. McMahon goes one on one with a five hundred pound big show. Citizens of Knoxville, vote for me. I didn't say that. I thought he would. I came here tonight to give a eulogy for my brother, The Undertaker. The man that I buried alive at Survivor Series. But I can't do that. The truth is, the man that we knew as The Undertaker has been dead for a long time. My brother and I used to share a common bond. We were monsters. We lived to strike fear into the hearts of normal men. That was who we were. But my brother... The Undertaker committed the most unpardonable of all sins. He betrayed himself. He became one of you. I know. I watched as he showed compassion and defended Stephanie McMahon. I watched as he showed weakness in losing to Brock Lesnar. This man was not my brother. This man was not a monster. A monster shows no compassion. A monster has no weaknesses. My brother was nothing but a fraud. But I stopped that. I took this imposter, I buried him alive, 
and I enjoyed it. As I look around, all I see is a mass of pathetic insects that I could destroy anytime I wanted. But at least you people are true to your nature. My brother was not. But thanks to me, you will never have to see his pathetic carcass again. This so-called dead man was dead and buried long before Survivor Series. So all I have to say is rest in peace, my brother. Rest in <laughs> okay so there you go you wanted to watch that was, some, that was that was some real boring shit right there buddy that's what you wanted bud oh that's not what i wanted that's what our buddy uh, austin charleston wanted charleston wanted austin thank you austin appreciate you appreciate everybody with us on the patreon uh, but uh, the flip side of that is some damn good bleeding, buddy. <laughs> no, I mean uh, the 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 Vince McMahon show is what we just saw, was it not? Yeah, of course it was. Uh, in the timeline of the Undertaker and Kane, mm-hmm. uh, Undertaker, uh, the Kane comes in his scarred brother, burned brother, right in the face. Yes. Okay, and he's brought in by Paul, Paul Bear. Paul Bear. Now he has the mask off. Yes, because it turns out <clears throat> he wasn't actually scarred. All right. He had a mental illness that made him believe this whole time that he was okay. scarred in the fire. So he built it up to be way worse in his head. Okay. That's sort of the gist. All right. So that's where we are there. But he is still... Hating his brother, and I'm sure as time went along, he and his brother finally teamed together and did some things. It's like you've seen wrestling before. Right. <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yeah. You lead them in the direction that you want them to go, that they know they're going, and they're glad they're along for the ride. That's part of it. There's Jimmy Wang Yang. Yeah. 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 Uh, what if we made you, your middle name Wang, Tony Wang Shivani? No, nah, I don't think it'd, it'd be good. Hey, while we're uh, just filibustering, because you know we're trying to give a lot of value here on the program. Yeah. Um. Was that a botched finish on the Jade Cargill thing the other night? Uh, let me think. I I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't see the finish. Your other podcast co-host was the referee. Counted one, counted two, almost counted three, and didn't, but nobody kicked out. Uh, was uh, I? Uh, I think I was backstage. And then later, Jim Ross said, "Did Jake Cargill have a brain fart?" 
because she apparently forgot to kick out. But I was like, I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, I know why. I know why I didn't see the finish. Oh, you were I getting- was almost, I was on my way to the ring. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I have to go back and look at it. And I haven't since we've, we've done that because, you know, they tell me like, you know, uh, you better get down to the ring. The match going to probably end soon. And, uh, or it's going to end soon. And I walk, I go down the steps around back and I walk around and I kind of, I don't want to be seen in the camera standing there at ringside. So I kind of stay in the back as much as I can. And then I heard the bell ring as I'm walking down. So I didn't see it, but I'll, I'll go back and see it. And it could have been, could have been. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to this Wednesday when Shane McMahon, (laughs) Jeff Hardy, Cesaro, Bully Ray. Who else did we say? Uh, Oh, and Tony Khan all make their in-ring debuts for AEW. How are it here? Steve Regal. Steve, William, whatever you want to call him. And, And why not to Jerry and Jamie Noble while we're at it? I mean, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. I mean, okay. so go ahead and tweet it right now, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's all a lie. But uh, we, uh, we, by the way, uh, coming up this week, we'll be back home in our, are you coming to our pay-per-view? Uh, Revolution? I'm, maybe I'm kind of sort of invited. Okay. But, you know, I, I get a lot of mixed messaging. Oh, you know, once upon a time, you and I and, 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 and JR had the opportunity to do a live show and you said, nah. Right. I didn't um, want to do it. Yeah. Right. But I know that you guys have a, a big show on Friday night and then you've got a fan fest on Saturday and the pay-per-view on Sunday and the card looks freaking stacked. So yeah, even if I'm, pretty- even if I'm not there, I will be watching on pay per view. Somehow, since you're the third most powerful man in wrestling, mm. somehow you not showing up at a pay-per-view is, is not right. You need to be there. I hadn't been at several pay-per-views. Well, then it had, those haven't been right. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I was there when they were trying to take bumps into mimosas, I'd have put a stop to that shit. <laughs> You'd have gone out and said, no, no, like the old Monty Python thing where he says, let's stop this skit. It's too silly. Let's go to the next one. That would have been funny. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we've had a lot of fun when you guys pick bonus stuff. And Tony, I think we should probably, why don't we go? We'll see if we can see what David Crockett's doing. Let's, 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 let's circle the wagon. See if we can get David Crockett back and let's watch some silliness with him sometime. Yeah. Cause David loves silly stuff, man. And I miss just cutting up with him. He's just a fun guy to hang out with. Yeah, he really is. You know, another f- fun guy to hang out with Who? Jeff Jones. Oh, I love Jeff Jones. You, you know, you used to think he was a nothing happening. Well, that's when he worked for, that's when he worked for you. And most people that work for you on the wrestling are nothing happening guys, but go ahead. No, I just, I really like, I mean, I really so like, he, he is one of my and, many, many double J's. You know, I got and, three double J's, you know, personally. Yeah. Can you guess the other two? Uh, Jeff Jarrett. There's another and idiot that works for you. Uh, uh, JJ, uh, uh, no, Jeff Jewett, doodootrucking.com. Oh, doodoo truck. Okay. Yes. I just know him as doodoo Jeff or Do- so. Yeah. It's, it, so yeah. I mean, uh, with the exception of Jeff Jewett, I mean like Silva and Hancock and 
and uh, Matt Kuhn and and Evan Polisher and Steve Kaufman and Chris McDonald. I mean, they're all a bunch of fucking idiots. But that's back when uh, Jones was a part of that, and he's no longer. He's a good guy. Yeah, he uh, he. You know why he left the group chat? Did he ever tell uh, you? Did he re- leave it recently? Um, no, it's been a, it's been a while. Okay. But did you hear why he left? No, I did not. Because super Dave, AKA Pondwater Dave. Oh, is <clears throat> a Mark. Okay. Aren't we all, I mean, you need to take <laughs> that up with your double J. Okay. <laughs> So he said he was out because huh. Super Dave was a mark. Super Dave was a mark. Okay. That's, that sounds like a lame excuse to me. I'll have to take that up with him. But I did have very good, very good, uh, as you would like to say, fellowshipping. He's tremendous. With, with him and Arn Anderson and Brock between Bridgeport and Hartford, Connecticut the other night, driving together back and forth on the airport. And, uh, that was a lot of fun. How do you like, uh, how do you like Brock and Orn? Uh, great like, dynamic, great gonna, father, son, great dynamic. What do you think they're going to, what do you think uh, Arn's going to do now that Cody's falling the coop? That's a good question. I don't think, I don't think anyone really knows. I don't think Arn knows to be honest with you, what's going to happen. What, what if but, he, what if he managed Shane McMahon, Cesaro, <laughs> Jeff Hardy, <laughs> William Regal. Who else did we? To Jim, and to, to Jerry. Jerry and Tony Khan and Jamie Noble and yeah. Jamie Noble. He would actually do yes. well with Jamie Noble. It it would be the faction. It would be the biggest faction in AEW. It would supplant the inner circle. It would supplant the pinnacle. Which did you just say? The inner circle was the greatest faction ever. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are desperately out of time. <laughs> The tape machines are rolling. We got to go. Thanks for tuning in guys. We really appreciate everything you do for us here on Patreon. It's always fun to uh, get to cut up and talk about some stuff that we probably shouldn't be talking about, but Hey, fuck it. It's behind the paywall. We're just chatting with our friends and that's what you guys are. And all right. Thank you very much. Everybody for being with us. We are desperately out of time. Are you late for your rainbow party? No, stop the tape.